Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh no! I'm not <laughs> Don't worry about it. it, it, it dry. I, don't, I don't know why you think I care. Can I use some tissue? No, let's dry off. It's fine. Oh, every I'm week. like Joey and Friends of the Spaghetti. <laughs> and now you're just wasting it. <laughs> it's still food. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to 30 Flirty and Perishing with Bop Bop Bop, Clara Kavna and me, <laughs> Sophie Lyons. Hello. Hello. We are talking about what every woman around the world is talking about in public restrooms, corners of bars, queues for coffee, gym changing rooms. Mm. A cue in Pratt, maybe. Yeah. Backs yeah, yeah, of yeah. Ubers. Current Girly Affair podcast is what yeah. 30 Ferdy and Perishing is. And we kick off every week with what we're loving and hating, jadoring and jatesting. I lost the way you say that. <laughs> what? The way you say what we're loving and hating, jadoring and jatesting. It's real sexy. Oh. Ooh la la. Hello. <laughs> do you want to go. What do you want to do? We start up with the good? Start with the good. Okay, okay. great. Mine is the, the stretch in the evenings. <laughs> I know. Look, look at this sunset. Yeah, it's giving me energy. Like, it's nighttime now and the darkness. It makes you, like, fatigue. It makes mm. you tired. You sleep more. You eat more. I yeah. much, I really appreciate the spring for it, even though you do lose that hour of sleep. But that's fine. But, like, I feel, like, almost jet-lagged by it. I'm like, I can't have my dinner yet. Like, it's not dark. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's half seven. That's so true. It's kind of disorientating. Yeah, and you know, it takes a while to get used to. And you and your kid, you end up in bed at half nine and it's still bright out. Because mm. it stays brighter in Ireland longer than it does yeah. in the UK. So, like, I remember going to bed and it was bright out. Which is very jet-like city. Yeah, but it stays in the height of summer, then it'll be uh, bright until like half 11. At home? Yeah. Oh my God, I just love it. But here it'd be like 10, which is still pretty good. Would it? Yeah, it's like you forget every year, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, I have an awful memory. <laughs> um, the temperature, I'm not no. going to get into, but I'm loving, <laughs> <laughs> the loving, adoring this light. It was so funny, like, putting away all your winter coats with all that good weather. And you're like, yes, yes, summer's here. And then, like, going back to fetch the coats, you'd be like, hi, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry for <laughs> stuffing you <laughs> away. I'm going to send mine home, but I was like, because it just takes up so much space. Mm. But I almost did that last week. Yeah. And then I was just, like, barreling through faux fur, being like, which one... Oh. None of them are acceptable for springtime. And it was sleeting. Ugh, gross. I know. We're actually getting into a bit of a test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love the light. Clara, what's your jador? So I've been spending an awful lot of time in Regent's Park recently. And it is a celebrity hotspot. It is. I've seen so many Who's people seen? recently that it's just... 
kind of getting a bit like, there's an expectation now that I'm going to see people. So in the past, I've seen, as I think you know, I've seen like Jude Law and then I saw who looked unreal. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. And he then I, is a true celeb spot. Oh, That's I know. high profile. Yeah. And then I went through like a succession buzz. Have you watched Succession? I watched the first episode and it gave me a panic attack, but I want to get back into it. So I saw Tom Wamsbex, who's married to Shiv. Saw him. Then saw Alexander Starsgard, who is so breathtakingly beautiful. I imagine sort of like male mermaids. Yes, and he's so tall. And kind of glass-like skin. Mm, he was glowing and like it was on a really shit day and he was, I could see him coming. He's wearing like a Paddington coat with a yellow hat. You're like, God, that's a great outfit. And you're like, oh my God. Slaying and like quite wide hips, like very big statured man. And then only this week, I saw Greg from Succession, cousin Greg, and he. Oh, he's darling. He is seven foot tall. Honestly, it's it. His height drew me to him first, and he was also wearing like a yellow cotton blazer. So like he was dressed appallingly with like a light blue jean. Like he looked awful, but he was so tall. Sounds like a child's outfit. Like, I don't know how, maybe it's just the only clothes that fit him. Like, he's he's a ginormous giant. It's so strange. I don't know how they film him. Like, especially because Brian Cox, the dad in Succession, is meant to be teeny. So, like, how do they do scenes? Because I know they do make a joke of his height. It's like an elf in Elf, but the opposite. Yeah, like, he is not even joking. If he's not seven foot, I don't know what's Will I Google his height? Yeah, if he, I'd say he could be, what, 6'11"? What's his name? Oh... Greg Succession. Yeah, height. Greg Succession oh. height already came up. Oh, okay, six foot seven. What? <laughs> well, oh, it's not that far off. It's half a foot. <laughs> oh, he felt real feel seven foot. Big height energy. Big height energy. And then I saw. Oh my god! Yeah, look He's at him. Huge. Look at him. He's massive. You can get on the bus for free at home. <laughs> If you're under five foot and over six, seven or six, seven and over, I believe. Why? Because it the, the, it's not catered to your stature. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> then who else do you see? I saw Jimmy Carr oh. on Thursday. He looks like, honestly, like a little plastic doll. He's so weird. Sort like, of angular, I imagine. And like, just like squeaky plastic. Black plastic hair. Yeah, it looks like a little helmet. The one that you'd click on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Playmobil. Or Lego. Then, so... I'm salivating. So my, my favourite one, I think, was... I was walking... This one, where was I near? It's near the Marlebone High Street. And there was a guy in front of us. And we could hear him talking to someone. And he was like, oh my God, hi, how are you? I was on The Apprentice. It's so nice to meet you. Can I get a photo? And she, the girl was like, oh my gosh, yeah, no worries. So I was walking by watching this kerfuffle. It was Mel C from the Spice Girls. Oh, Mel C. She looked unreal. Of course she did. Like sporty Spice. I was like wanting to do a high kick in the background. And the... That's the, an amazing spot. She was... And she was so nice and like proper glowing. Uh, quite tall. Like I would say like 5'7". And then I was like, oh my God. So your man took, the, he was some guy who was in The Apprentice a few years, uh, last season. And I, so I went on to his Instagram being like, when they took that photo, I was 100% in the background. And I was. So I was on his story, like in the background of his selfie with 
Nancy? I hope you have it somewhere on file. I do, yeah. Stunning. You know, side note, you know, do you ever think about the amount of people in the backgrounds of your photos? Yeah. The strangers around the world that you're in the background of their photos. I know, it's so weird, isn't it? Creepy. So my friend recently got married to a man. Lovely, beautiful wedding. For the hen, they had like loads of, like, you know, people send in photos and then you write in the hen book. Yeah. One of the girls had a photo of the two of them just like on a street and like they're like hugging, I don't know, like near Lewis stop or something and they're hugging and there's like people in the background and in the photo of the two girls, the groom's parents are in the background of the photo. This girl had never met, had met her husband yet. Isn't that so weird? And so for her to bring the photo to the hen, that specific photo of the two of them. That is like witchcraft. And then your one is like, that's, Mary or oh whoever. Oh they're totally meant to be. Isn't that so weird? Oh, that gave me shivers at my spine. That's very strange. Whoa. Mm. A side note. You know in your dreams when you see strangers? Mm. They're always people you've actually seen in real life. Oh. They're never actually strangers. How creepy is that? That's really creepy. Yeah, so moving on to the test to keep it creepy. Yes. Let's keep it creepy. What's your test? My usual test, it's it's actually kebabs and it's not because I don't like them. It's because I've had three in three days and I feel so shit and I really just need to have a vegetable. All I've eaten in the last three days, because went out on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And, <coughs> all, I, woo, and all I've eaten is <laughs> couscous with cheese. Like feta? No, just a white cheddar. Oh. At like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> with like salt and pepper. Like, you know, what's left in your thing and nothing was open on delivery. And when <laughs> you're drunk or hungover, the time doesn't matter. No, no, no. It doesn't no, no. go. You, you could dinner. eat a dinner at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And what else did I have? Oh, yeah. I so saw then on, sorry, Friday, all I ate was couscous and cheese. Then Friday night after the pub, I got a kebab, which was kind of sh- it was shit, with chicken nuggets and chips. And then Saturday, we got like a, you know, those like flatbreads with falafels and halloumis, kind of like a kebab. I'm drooling. And then, and then on Saturday night, got a kebab, which I, <laughs> I fell asleep before it arrived. <laughs> so then I ate it this morning. And oh, I've sat here and eaten a whole bag of minstrels and Monster Munch and... I just feel like I need a vitamin or like something that's going to provide me with a bit more nutrients and nourishment. I just feel, you know, you feel like your insides are like (laughs) kebabby. I don't know. (laughs) All you need is tomorrow to not eat the kebab. Yeah. And I just need maybe a green juice. Yeah. Like exactly. And like a good bit of green tea. Yeah. Like nothing brown. Yeah. I need. You just do it for the day. Yeah, yeah, I just need, like, a reset. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like, yeah, like, that I haven't had nourishment in a while. Even oh, though yeah, clubs are young. that's, like, what you feel after, like, a festival or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just, um, I'm just uh, testing my eating patterns. I just think I need something that isn't greasy. Or Greek. Hey! <laughs> what are you testing? It happened to me on the way home, just when I was walking home earlier, and I bought a few bits in the shop, like a big thing of milk, a few bits, and then I was waddling home, like I'm wearing like, would you call them a jogging pant? Like a lounge pant. I don't think you go for a jog, they'd be too heavy. But the, the style. 
like elasticated oh, like at the bottom. At yeah. the bottom, yeah, like cotton. But you know, when you wash these things, they're a certain size, and then they're tailored. Mm. And then when you walk a bit, they loosen out because I had no hands. Mine started falling down. <laughs> this has happened to me way too many times in life. Mine started falling down, like when I was walking around the corner, and I was like, I don't have any hands. I feel like, you know, like in London, I always feel like I'm carrying loads of shit yeah, yeah. all the time. Like, I just want to be hands free. Yeah. And they were kind of like approaching, like, past my bum. And I was like, <laughs> are, are people going to see this? I had to put the milk down anyway. So I don't like fabric that do that. I should test fabric <laughs> yeah, that loses. Losing elastication. Yeah. Fair. My kilt actually fell down in school <laughs> in the corridor. <laughs> How does a buckle come loose? I think because when we were younger, we would get kilts and then you'd like change them each year to be fashion forward because you could wear whatever kilt. It just had Mm. to be a kilt in our school, as you know. And then I took one from when I was a bit younger and then just pinned it instead because it didn't fit me anymore. Yeah. And I think I just pinned it. And then the principal was like, Sophie, can you come here, please? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was, the corridor was very crowded and my kilt just (laughs) fell to the ground. (laughs) Sorry, I love the vision of like your school shoes, knee high socks. Naked. (laughs) Little tush. Underpants. And one of the girls. (laughs) Sure, poking out. Yeah, and like my underwear at that age wouldn't have been chic. Um, <laughs> like those spotty ones or something. I actually think I know what colour they were. But I had my art portfolio <laughs> in my hands. I backed into a corner and one of the girls had to pull it up for me. So I hate self-inflicted jocking. <laughs> Self-jock. Public meanings. I hate me. self-inflicted public meanings. They're <laughs> not for me. Did that happen to me? I don't think I've done that. I don't think my tush has been on show. I think they were the two times. Or one of the boys once in New York was swinging me around in my... um Something happened to my belt or something and they basically fell down. Oh. <laughs> uh, I won't name the person, but they were having a right old jig to... <laughs> I would walk 500 miles at a wedding. And they were dancing so much with someone they weren't married to. <laughs> dancing... So much one of their boobs popped out of her dress and she didn't notice. And you the, never do. And I was like, by bouncing and you know I would walk forward, so it's a lot of jumping. And marching. And marching. And Tilly was just like swinging and and the man was just like didn't no, know no, 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 cut it. Cut. It was like It's a rap. You're, 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 <laughs> Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> they were like, oh my god. Okay. Oh, go on. We recorded the podcast last Sunday, and little did we know that that night, one of the biggest nights in like Oscars history, was about to happen that night. So we've taken inspiration from Will Smith's public slapping of Chris Rock as a basis for this week's episode, where. We want to talk about public displays of emotion. Well, that one was explosive. That one was... It was such a... He obviously just lost it. He snapped. I couldn't stop watching it. I know. And and everyone thought it was fake for a while and... One of my friends still thought it was fake, like on the Tuesday, and I was like, I hear. <laughs> there's been Join enough like public dots. Yeah, there's been enough like public debates about that. It's all I wanted to talk about in work. I know. On every call, I was like, so what do you think? What are your thoughts? Guys, 
But there's all this stuff coming out now being like he was asked to leave after and he refused. Mm. And then there's all these other people coming out saying like the Academy are such like wusses because they all gave him a standing ovation then like an hour later when he won an award. Mm. How it was handled was really bad. I think the producer admitted it. Yeah. But sorry, you don't foresee that happening. You don't foresee it happening. And I'm sure everyone was like in shock. But it was kind of strange. The reactions... From everyone, like, yeah, he gets a standing ovation and then at the after party he's going and celebrating and everyone's chanting like, Will Smith, Will Smith. And I think, yes, it's, it, it got, there's obviously a lot of like racial undertones and yes, there's, there's beef between Chris Rock and Jade Pinkett Smith. But I also think like, assault is assault and... Was there always beef between them? Yeah, apparently uh, Chris Rock kind of goes for her a little bit. He's, it's not the first time he's like, um, made a load of jokes about her. Okay. So there's there's a history there. But it's weird because like Chris Rock did a, a movie about black women's hair. So it's kind of strange. Oh, he did. Yeah, it's very strange that he did it. Um, but I don't think he would have known about that. About yeah, her he, having alopecia. He, yeah, he may not have known. But it, it was a crap joke anyway. Like no, it wasn't like it was a cheap shot. I don't think you should you should never laugh down. You should always laugh up. Motherfucker. <laughs> no getting gaps but like you shouldn't you know I just also I feel like appearances are it's so far past that you can comment on especially women's appearance yeah because it was like do you remember your man Seth the really? guy from Family Guy Seth my friend he did a, a song at the Oscars I'm pretty sure it must have been at least six years ago but it wasn't that long ago mm. And he made up this whole song called I Saw Your Boobs. And he went to all the actresses who had been nude in movies that year in the opening monologue. And Charlize Theron is disgusted. It's not, it's, you know, everything's so PC now. You're not supposed to Mm. do that. So I think that was also another side of it. Yeah, it's just, it's, no, it it wasn't a good joke. But what I think with what and look there's like he obviously just snapped and it's so weird I think is like is he uncancelable because he's Will Smith and like everybody loves him like it's kind of weird no one's ever seen him angry I know so but if like somebody else did it who was more rogue yeah cancelable then you know that that would have been this massive shame the fact that he's actually been able to like ride out the storm pays tribute to like his PR people and who he is as a person and I don't think I really hate that cancel culture and people getting cancelled unless they've done something it's quite scary isn't it unless they've done something like apparent like or like you know the the Harvey Weinsteins and yeah but it is quite scary how quick someone can get cancelled yeah but I think with obviously he was in the heat of the moment and he he snapped but what would have been so much better was what um one of my fave drag queens, uh, Bob the Drag Queen, was saying on their Insta. What he should have done was laughed off the joke or just kind of sat there. And then went in his acceptance speech, got up and made Chris Rock apologise for the joke or called him out in like a classier way. I just think you're on the world's biggest stage. You just slapped a peer. And now you've like, no one's going to remember your Oscar win. Everyone's going to remember the slap. Yeah. And then that's what I just think with with public displays of like aggression and fighting like that. It's just so embarrassing after. It's just... I was reading a thing and it's like a high, high percentage of people who lash out immediately regret it. Yeah, and then you have to like... We well, could see him, he was crying after. Yeah, and like you're red, you saw red and now you you have to go back with your tail between your legs and like apologise and like now he's like resigned from the academy has he? yeah oh he's resigned from his he's got banned like he's not allowed to be a member 
he's been suspended. His membership is suspended and now I think he's resigned his position. He's not resigned the award, but his... Pause oh get. yeah, Will Smith resigns from Academy. Yeah. All resignation means for Smith is that he will have no say in what films can be nominated or will go on to win in the future. Oh, he, he loses his vote, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those, like, moments in pop culture where, like, how it played out and how the Academy handled it. Where it gets racial as well as, like, well, the undertones of what that joke meant and how he said it to Jada. But also, like, if Chris Rock was white... And Will Smith punched a white man. If it was like Larry David or so, like another like a another comedians or Seinfeld, whoever, that would have been handled so differently. So that's why I just yeah. think once again a massive moment happens in either the news or in entertainment in America, and it just highlights how racist the country is and how differently people of color are treated. And it's I think it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, just on a lighter note. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I I woke up at five a.m to go to the bathroom mm. and I came back and then you know when you're kind of a little bit awake then and then I was just kind of just mooching on my blower and I saw it I know it sounds awful but it did kick my Monday off with a bang yeah I haven't heard something with that much energy yeah. in because of COVID for sure yeah in years it's such it's a good that scandal. sort of home and you're like Oh, there's a new picture up of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And X has said this. And like, I know it's awful, but yeah, I, I couldn't like, stop watching the video. I know. And like, didn't um, like loads of people who were in the room then were giving interviews of what it was actually like. Was yeah. Like, yeah. So there was all this news. And then there was one quote was on Love of Huns on Instagram. Love, love of Huns. <laughs> and it was like the headline. They just screenshotted a headline of some publication. It was like. Rita Ora gutted when she was in the loo with the I've seen that a few times but that's what I would be like I'd be like I'm yeah. raging I raging. It. can you imagine the noise I know and they're like because no one could figure it out and everyone was like did that actually just happen like it's the disbelief it's just such a good scandal to uh, dissect off. and kick off your week it really gave my Monday a boost yeah sorry i know it's more serious no no that. no it was like a great like it's a but my god that's what daily mail is made for is yeah. reporting on stuff like that yeah 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 also why did america take it off air when it was just going to be everywhere i know like australia and all everywhere else aired it i mean my mum actually said ireland didn't but what was some of the decisions they make i'm like your ratings are going to skyrocket yeah, and especially... Maybe it was violence or something. Well, Gazer, you actually said the Oscars are going down. Yeah. And you're right. Because it makes them so irrelevant now. I just think like no one's... The ceremony of going to the movies is kind of coming out of pop culture or like coming out of routines for people. And then now, like, do, like does anyone really give a shit about this massive award ceremony? People are now slapping each other over. If there was more slaps, I think I'd be inclined to tune in. <laughs> it's a bit like Real Housewives. Real Housewives of Hollywood. Real Housewives of the red carpet, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so we, we'll leave that because I know people are very sick of talking about it, mm-hmm. even though I could talk about it for the next year. All day. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So because we wanted to talk about public displays of emotion, I think majority of them have a negative connotation. Yeah, they're like negative emotions like anger, being upset, fighting. Yeah, just like lashing out. Rage, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I actually looked up on a psychology <laughs> paper. Oh. I have glasses on the bridge of my nose. <laughs> Reasons that people lash out. And there's apparently four. So one is self-protection. Okay. And it's the whole mentality of reject before I get rejected. Right. And it's it lashing out and kind of leaping on someone or at someone with your verbally or physically is kind of a mechanism to feel safe in vulnerable situations. So it's kind of like a control thing. Like a assert kind of dominance or power. Yeah, so before you like sting me, I'll do it. And then I'm in control. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is very interesting. Mm. I could unpack that for a while. Yeah. Second one, post-trauma. Uh, People who are recovering from trauma may go into fight or flight mode when they are feeling threatened. In this case, a person usually feels ashamed after lashing out. Okay. I feel like that was probably a bit of willy. <laughs> Number three, for a reaction. They may want you, they want to see that you still care. Oh, God. Because then if you react, then they're like, oh, they still care. Wow. Oh, that's mind games. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of scary. And then the fourth is stress. So you'll like bottle up and then you'll explode at someone who's usually quite close to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I think Willie Smith is probably a trauma thing where it's like fight or flight. Yeah, he was definitely in that. Fight. And then it's hard to take the high road when you're just seeing rage. Yeah, can you imagine what your reaction would have been if someone took a jibe at you in a public forum? I'd love to think I would be like quipping away and having like a real smart arse response I'm just not good in those situations at all me and my mum were walking to dinner once me and my mum and we were walking kind of near the Harry Lemon in Dublin mm-hmm. like you know like a side street not that busy it was a guy normal enough You're scaring me just a regular guy like it was seven o'clock we were going for dinner it was a Thursday and we were outside, we were walking, you know, there's like a little news agent along there. And we we're walking along and out of nowhere, he just goes Wah! to give us both a fright and then kind of laughed. He was just a bit of a, like a prankster or something. A prankster business. <laughs> yeah, or like, but then he was kind of like laughing, but in a mean way, it wasn't like, oh, gotcha girls. Like be different if it was like, say me and you, but the fact that you're like trying to scare a woman. If like someone did that to my mum. <laughs> I know. And then I was like, well, I was just like totally shocked. I was like, oh, like, I just didn't know what to say. We just kept walking. And I was like, I wish I had something to say to him. Like a quick. Yeah, like get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, I don't have my my go-to phrase. Snap back. Yeah. What Whoa. would you be like in one of those? I think it would be a straight up shock filthy. Good Because I yeah. think I have kind of resting choice anyway so I've been told and yeah kind of like what Jada did mm. where she just rolled her eyes and she because if she left it at that she would have looked great 
mm. if it was left at that because she's literally just like you loser yeah and that you want silence them, is sometimes the best yeah you want them to feel like an idiot for saying that yeah like a rolling of the eyes there's nothing worse than when someone rolls your eyes at them oh yeah okay maybe I don't need to say I would like to do that I don't know because it's never actually happened to me you know when you're like if someone burgled my home and mm. they were at the foot of my bed I would kick them in the balls and they would roll <laughs> to the stairs and I'd push them you know you think yeah, like that but yeah. actually you just freeze yeah you do freeze. I would literally be paralysed so yeah I, d- I wouldn't be good in any of those situations at all I'm not good under pressure oh no like, I would just under lie still shock I would just lie still oh a burglar came oh yeah oh yeah oh um, that would just be fright I certainly wouldn't fight no 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 just pretend to be asleep because I think I'd be too paralysed to flight yeah and then you don't know what they're going to do to you yeah, I was sort of thinking, like, the window of my room, I probably could flight out of it, because it's only on the second story. Oh, you could do a little Spider-Man out the window? I don't know, but I think <laughs> I'd be paralysed. Like, I, yeah. I actually don't want to think about it. I would always just play dead. Like, if there was, you know, in a scary movie, like, 28 Days Later, or, like... I can't watch scary movies. Yeah, I think I would just always play dead. <laughs> I think you're supposed to just stay still. Yeah, because then, like, they won't want to kill you, because they think you're already dead. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Sorry, moving on. So, because we were talking about this and because it was kicked off by some celeb gossip at the start of the week, mm. I wrote down a few notes in Clara and my shared Google document. So professional. I loved that I created an invite for you to, for, to record. Straight I felt like a business woman. I wanted yeah. to have that pen, you know, with the old, not Blackberry, but you know, the ones that like your dad used to oh, have with yeah, the pen yeah. and the screen. <laughs> a Palm Pilot type vibe. I felt like that when I sent you an invite. I was like, this is living. Yeah, we are boss. We Girl are bosses. slaying. <laughs> one of my favourites, I have three, but one of my favourites is um, Solange Knowles in that elevator. That was, I think this slap is on the same par of like public, breaking the internet, public oh, conversation. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the last one maybe. And you're a Beyonce girly. Yeah, that was unbelievable. How did you feel about it? I felt when I first I even when I think about it now I'm like when you first see it I was like surely that's leaked on purpose because of the timeline of like Lemonade coming out after that you know people weren't really believing yeah. why it was like Jay-Z was so it was such an open secret that Jay-Z was cheating on Beyonce that they had to acknowledge it in some shape or form and obviously she did that with the album but like was it leaked on purpose but I don't think Solange acts so aggressively in it I think that was like a natural fight between the two of them oh do you remember how pointy her clutch was Mm. (laughs) it was a real concern for me watching it the handbag she had was like metal and it was pointed and she was using it as part of her her weaponry (laughs) like her armour and I was like, if her heel isn't puncturing him, that bag is, <laughs> yeah. it's so sharp. It was a weapon. Uh, yeah. But apparently the person who leaked it was the security from the hotel and he got like 250 grand. I remember hearing at the time. He should have gotten more. Uh, yeah, that would have been, oh, I'd say it would be more now. Mm. But they were always so like, you never saw any, anything about them behind the scenes because it's so controlled the way you see them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So seeing them in an elevator. Yeah. Was lit. Yeah, because, yeah, there's usually such a, like... Th- sorry, their PR is so controlled that when you kind of pull back the veil and go figure out I'm also that dying that's happening, to know what it was about. Well, it was obviously something to do with 
like him cheating or something. Why would she be... Didn't they say it was about Rachel Roy or something? Him seeing Rachel Roy? Yeah. Who was at the Met Ball that year. You know, his face, when he comes out, the photo of his face and his eyes are yeah. like... He's like, oh my god so that makes you think that it is real because if that yeah. was all going to be planned but i think that was a case of well she actually didn't she didn't look like she regretted it after no i'm sure they're fine now it was not meant to be a public she didn't know that this video would get leaked to the whole world but that's like can you imagine having a conversation with one of your friends or something mm. and you thinking it's in an elevator or it's in a bathroom a, a closed setting mm. And then it just gets leaked. Yeah, it's very violating. Like, that's awful. Because you'd be so... You're so uncensored. Yeah. When Solange, she obviously knew that she was going <laughs> to throw some punches. But she was like, I'll wait till the elevator doors close. And then you you think you're in the safe space to <laughs> lash out. But then it's still being filmed. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, I'd say the WhatsApp the next day was lit. Yeah. Everyone's anyway, WhatsApps. Yeah. That's definitely one of the top ones I remember. But like, how do you, if you just break it down to sisters, husband, cheating, we're going to just assume it was about cheating. Like, imagine if you tried to beat up Rachel's husband from a family point of view. How do you come back from that? Or do you ever get to, I don't think I could ever be, if I'm going to reach boiling point to the, to the point where I'm beating up my sister's husband, or trying to. How do you ever come back from that? Do you get on? Like, we all have friends and or have been with toxic people. I don't think you can fully, fully come back from like, that. Like, what's the Christmas table at the Nels Carter family look like? Like, if I beat up my sister's husband, I would find that very hard for me. I was like, I don't think I, we should be friends. With your sister or the husband? The husband. 100%. I'd be like, oh, that's it. So is the relationship done? I'm sure like they've told everyone they all get on and it's all fine. I say you just try and be civil. And it, to be fair, like they, uh, what Jay-Z has gone on a big like redemption path and like a lot's changed and people are allowed to be forgiven. But I just still always think. Because I definitely have had someone's boyfriend that I really didn't like. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not into it. Yeah. And I never said it to the person that I didn't like her boyfriend, but I said it to someone else. Mm. And we kind of, you know, would chat about it. Yeah. Because they felt the same way. Yeah. I was like, if this goes the whole way, you know, if we end up going on holidays together or, mm. uh, you know, celebrations. It's more time the longer they go out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, but I don't like you. Mm. <laughs> you're like, you're, yeah, you kind of have to just accept it. If they're with them. And you also, you have to be so careful about what you say because you it'll, say if there's a, oh, a public... such a lesson I've learned in Yeah, because if you say it and then they say, stay together... They'll well, never they... forget that. Yeah, and, and you have to be so careful, especially when, like, say, couples are, like, breaking up and you have to be really careful what I've you say. Because if they get back with them, then you're the person who said, well, he's a scrub and he's awful I honey. love the word scrub <laughs> so you have to be so you have to wait until they're maybe probably broken up that you know that it's over before you can really give equally though pain. even if you wait until they are broken up I always think that, that they would want to hear like but he was always a loser a lot of them don't <laughs> <laughs> because they're like well I was with him for however many years and then you're like yeah but he's always a loser because I just I would like someone to say that but then I'm like oh maybe you know a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't because you're like well, that was a few years of my life which yeah. is fair 
Um, so I've learned those kind of lessons as well. I'm growing and changing. Yeah, we're changing and growing. Second one was, I don't think you said you haven't seen this, the Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Yes. What is this? He had a literal nervous breakdown on stage. It was at some like, you know, there's like iHeart radio type things. Okay. And it's different. Like, let's say it was like Green Day and, I don't know, Kesha and Lizzo. <laughs> I'm going into all different eras here, but that, you know, there's just a lineup of people. Yeah, yeah. And whatever happened with scheduling, they got a flash on the screen being like one minute left and he loses it. He's literally like, you're you're giving me one minute, like one fucking minute. Like he is swearing. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of kids there. And he keeps shouting and swearing and he starts smashing his guitar on the stage. Like he, he loses it oh, for a while. Well over a minute. <laughs> yeah, he took his minute to do that. And he, I, he actually went to rehab like two days later. But you could literally see, you could see him having a nervous breakdown on a stage. Oh no. Yeah, it was, it's actually really sad. He should have been pulled off. But if you think about it, if you're on that huge, physical, huge stage and there's a big audience and stuff, like security aren't going to come and pull the star off the stage. It's going to be someone like their friend, like talking them over to the side, being like, the, oh, come here. But band members. Yeah, but it's so shocking that like I think people froze. And he's oh, just, gosh. he's having a mare for a while. Oh, yeah. Is... He actually, I looked it up, but he came out saying he thought it was more of a theatrical performance in reflection as opposed to a nervous breakdown. Okay. So it's a theatre vibe. Maybe he was like auditioning for... In character. Yeah, he was doing like the method. Yeah, method. Or the, yeah, he was method acting maybe. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I just think like public tantrums are so embarrassing. I'm oh, sorry. One of the, we had in like I think it was fourth class. We had this teacher and she embarrassed one of the girls in class. Like we must yeah. have been like ten. She embarrassed one of the girls and she the girl who she embarrassed went to go to the bathroom and then was very upset. And the principal, I think, found her like outside or maybe crying in the bathroom or something yeah. and brought her in in front of the whole class and was like, what's wrong? And the, <laughs> the girl who was upset started imitating the teacher, but in floods of tears. And she was like, you said to me, <laughs> no, I, I can't say her name, but she was having a full blown go with the teacher, imitating her crying in front of 30 people and the principal. <laughs> And I remember, because we were all like 10, we were literally like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> our school was so like tame, you couldn't do anything. And she just gave it socks and Flipped. was imitating her like with her finger. Stunning. And that then is amazing. It was so funny. Yeah, sometimes they're kind of funny to watch, but other times it's kind of like... I just liked that because she was imitating the teacher. Yeah, it obviously yeah, yeah. wasn't nice that she was upset. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean more like generally, you know, and like people are rude or just have like an angry vibe oh just find it so because once you simmer down then it's just like that's it when you simmer down yeah you start going why did i lose it why did i shout like that why did i say that it made everything worse i'm embarrassed now i have the fear i'm mortified like to apologize to everyone to go and apologize and everyone's just confused i think my last maybe my one and only tantrum was luckily only in front of like close friends. I can't imagine you having a tantrum. But it was about, I think it was, it was at an after sesh years ago. And it was, no one would believe me 
that I really wanted to go to Garth Brooks and Crow Park. I think most Irish women did. Yeah, thank I you. didn't know who he was, but I think most Irish women. <laughs> I did. was like, I really, really, really wanted to go. Or, or yeah, I just went on a bit of a like Garth Brooks rant, and because it, no luckily one would believe it was you. funny. No one would believe me, and well, that's not a nice feeling. No, and I just felt it was very unjust. And I was talking about how much I loved him and how much I used to listen to him growing up. I woke up the next day and I was like, was I ranting about Garth Brooks last night? And one of the girls was like, oh, that was a tantrum. Imagine you waking up like clutching your Garth, Garth Brooks pillow. <laughs> and like, cowboy with, Or with like a necklace with this picture in a locket. <laughs> a little, little cowboy in like a tartan. There, yeah. But there's nothing worse than someone not believing you. It's unless so frustrating. You're, unless you're lying. <laughs> unless you're lying. But there's nothing worse than they're like, oh, I don't believe you. Yeah, and you're like, no. You're fueling my fire here. No, I can't. And then if the bloody gigs got cancelled, they've been rescheduled. Really. What does he sing? I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. And I'll be okay. Oh. <laughs> I got friends in social places. That is a bop. What's that called? Friends in other places. Oh, sorry. Where the whiskey drowns <laughs> and the bear chases. Woo! He's another song called Tundra Rose and another one called The Dance. Oh, The Dance is amazing. I love that song. I love the dance. That's not Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'd love to hear his country version of... I love the oh, dance. Lord, dance. Um, yeah. The third one is that Christian Bale one when he loses it. Was that when he was on set? Yeah. What happened? It's like five minutes of him just making a fool of himself. Some like, uh, not assistant director, some, someone on the set got in his line of vision mm. and interrupted it and he just loses it on. Oh. And then he, he just keeps saying like, we're done professionally. Oh God. But like, oh, you're still my friend, but we're done professionally. But the audio is like, if you have fear, I'll just yeah. listen to that and it would eradicate anything you're feeling. It's <laughs> I think at least I didn't do that. That again is another thing where he's like, thinks he's losing it in private. Yeah. And then it gets put on to YouTube and everyone knows he shouted at basically a colleague like that. For five minutes. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, some of the stuff? Like, you know, the way I think now schools have to be a lot more um, careful how they speak to students mm. and how they deal with all that kind of stuff. It's a lot more PC and regulated, etc. Uh, can you imagine, like, do you remember some of the teachers would be kind of mean sometimes? Imagine you recorded that and showed to your parents. Yeah, I know. And which I'm sure, sure a lot of kids do, though, because of phones and everything. Yeah. Mm. Very iRobot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there are obviously a lot of the public displays of emotion are quite negative and quite loud and quite uh, full of outrage. But there are some positive ones. Go on. <laughs> PDA. PDA is such a marmite behaviour. Mm-hmm. I think how you feel about PDA is based around like how happy you are, like single or in a relationship or how you feel about that. I think the people who are, some people who hate PDA could be like unhappily single or in an unhappy relationship and they're kind of... Really? Interesting. I don't know. I've always kind of equated it with, with like, you know people who like grow up in like naked households? Yes. I think it's linked to that. Sometimes. You know when like you're with girls and some of them are very like 
titties out. No qualms about it. They're just sort of walking around like, you know, in the gym and you're like, I didn't sign up to see yeah. all of this. <laughs> like, go into a cute crowd. I don't want to see your... <laughs> like, I get it, but please. I didn't grow up in an egg household. We weren't, like, prudish, but mm. just we would protect our modesty. <laughs> and then there's the naked people. But I do think there's something about... It's like, an, not an exhibitionist thing, but you're putting yourself on display in a certain... In some sort of That is very true. And because it's it's quite like a private... It's not private, but kissing like it's someone... It's intimate. It's so intimate. Like when you're like touching each other and kissing, like it's very intimate. Yeah. And if you were doing that in public, I understand sometimes like you just kind of get lost or like you've had a few drinks or something. But I think a big part of it is like you don't mind kind of being not exhibited or on display, but you don't mind doing that in front of people. Yeah, being an exhibitionist. Correct. I think that's always I what I equate to. that's a good hot take. I think, but I've never thought about your one. That's really interesting. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. With say Courtney and Travis. Oh and my god! Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, they I think have brought PDA into like the public discussion because it's like is tongue sucking something we really need to see. Did you see the video of her and she's they're at someone's birthday party, mm. but then it's his birthday or something. Maybe when it just hit midnight and she's straddling him in the middle of this venue yeah. and they're playing a Blink One Eighty Two song and everyone's like singing it to him and she's just straddling him, singing him and scoring him and then coming up and like taking a breath while everyone is singing to him. Yeah, I do, I don't. It's either you're having so much sex that you can't contain it in your public life. Which is very sexy. Yeah, which I hope is the case. Or you're just doing it for like Instagram. You're just faking it. I think in their case, it's that they really like having sex. And then when they're in public, they won't have sex. Yeah, but I think all those, that peacocking of affection, like, you know, like his proposal and his you know, on the beach and him like sticking his fingers up as her arse basically on the red carpet at the Oscars. And I hope they don't break up because I think they're a lovely couple and they've known each other yeah, for they years. they really and... cute. But if you, if you eventually or inevitably or whatever break up, then you've just done all this like public, is it just a bit... I just wouldn't do it. Embarrassing. I think it's quite sexy. Say like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton and like they were like we had sex on the way here in the car. Like they're not together. And the vials are each other's blood and and and, and they're so under the influence of so much sex and probably a lot of drugs. So then then you're like on a red carpet and I just like if you just (laughs) Angelina now, is she looking back as if she's doing all this amazing work like UNICEF and being such a big philanthropist. But then she's like, fuck, I scored my brother on stage at the Oscars, as we've spoken about before. And then I also, like, rode someone in the car on the way to a movie premiere. Yeah, I mean, I'd say she <laughs> probably thinks about it every now and again. But that's like, you know, when you, you do something when you're younger and then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember actually um, Dolly Alderton said, I don't know what, it must have been in the highlight or something. Yeah. But she was like, there's something about when you are really close to someone when you're like with them romantically and then you break up and then you bump into them and it's like you've been so close and intimate with this person and they know so much about you and, Mm. you know, you've obviously 
had sex together and it's very intimate and then you're just like oh and how's your um mum mm. like that's your level of conversation with someone who you were previously yeah so intimate with like it, it's such a weird feeling it's because i think they go from being like the closest person in your life to them being kind of like a stranger well you know that song somebody that i used to know <laughs> Yes. I'm getting very artiste here. But that's what that's about. You know, when yes. you're so into someone and you like, you're just, you like. There's somebody you used to know. They're not And then you can't know. they become a stranger. Yeah. Because yeah. you were so close and then you, it stopped. Mm. And now it's just weird. Mm. And like, oh, I hate it. But the, like, the relationship can't <gasps> continue. Oh, it's such an awful feeling. <laughs> but it's good when. The person's gone and you're like, I'm glad they're gone. Oh, great. But yeah, yeah. then if it just ended kind of weirdly. Yeah. Oh, it's making me sweaty and hot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so coming on from PDA, which is kind of like a positive... Emotion to display. Word. <laughs> we were thinking about ones we'd like to see a bit more of if we had the chance. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that we could sorry like to encourage yeah nation if there's any men listening <laughs> if you could write this down mm, put it on your little to-do list for or this week. screen record it and then ha- and save it in your videos as a favorite and just yes. listen to it before you go out <laughs> yeah public display of attraction mm-hmm. so i was saying like when i went to rome recently the italian men are so obvious that they think you're gorgeous or that yeah. they want to talk to you and there's something nice about the forwardness mm-hmm. and i've obviously also spoken about my allure for irish men yeah we've both said this like there's a je ne sais quoi that they have mm-hmm. that you just can't get in another nationality mm-hmm. if we could get the irish hotties mm-hmm. to have a bit more public display of attraction and be a bit more forward mm. this world would be popping yeah and like i think you can take inspiration from many countries you could take the let's go around the globe <laughs> Toto El Mundo. you could take obviously the the flirtiness <gasps> and the kind of the forwardness of the italians but then the Americans are very good at asking people out on dates, like in a sober way. Want to go on a date? Yeah, like you can get chatted up at Starbucks. Like the, it doesn't have to be in a nightclub when everyone's sloshed. You know, I think the yeah. Americans are quite forthright. That is so true. Mm-hmm. What other countries? I think Spanish men, I think Italians do it as well, but I think Spanish men really treat their women like queens, mm. quite literally. Okay. They they really worship the queen. <laughs> My queen. Reina Sophia like they really Reina worship her okay great um, and I think they have a really great sort of woman on a pedestal vibe yeah stunning like okay. we don't we don't need people to fully just bow to yeah. us but just a bit of worship yeah 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 is what I'm looking for a sprinkle of a dash regalness yeah right. but if Irish guys could just sort of take Probably. a note mm. and then the other one was jealousy yes public displays of jealousy and when you first said this to me, I was like, that sounds terrible. But no, it's me. Because I'd always be like someone if they're, I don't know, let's say they're going, they have the week off and they're going to, I don't know, Spain. I'd always be like, oh my God, that's, oh, you're going to have so much fun. I'm so jealous. Mm. I've always said that. But I think some people don't like the feeling of jealousy. So they won't say it forthright, forthright. But then they might do something to that person to make themselves 
feel a bit better about mm. feeling jealous. Yeah. But apparently the psychology behind it, I don't know who said this, but it makes sense. You're actually supposed to go, God, I'm really jealous if you are jealous because it's just, you're saying it. It's nice for someone to say, God, I'm so jealous of you. It's mm. not, you know, you don't want them to be jealous, but it's, it's kind of nice. Usually yeah. it's a good thing. And I think it makes the person who feels jealous. You've said it. Yeah. And then it doesn't come out in like a passive aggressive way. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that looks like a really nice holiday there, doesn't it? Who's paying for that? Yeah. Or something like that. Like I think I obviously have more experience with girls because I am a girl. But girls, I think when you get to a certain age, when jealousy starts coming out, when you're like 14, 15, you're not saying like, God, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, you don't say yeah, Like yeah. I probably didn't say it when I was younger. And then it comes out when they start being mm. bitchy to the girl. Like it's just... Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I think public displays of jealousy in a nice way could is, be a vibe. I think you're right. Let's champion those two emotions for future. Word. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's 30 for Leading Parishing. We very much enjoyed going over all these um, public displays of mostly anger. Let's be real. We hope that you leave this episode feeling angry, agitated, upset, <laughs> cranky. <laughs> if you're a new listener, bienvenue, welcome. Please go back and listen to some of our older episodes. We've had really nice messages recently from we some really new, have. new listeners. So you're turning into a bit of a travel agent. Oh. <laughs> Clara, stop. <laughs> you're mortifying me. <laughs> couple of the girlies hitting up Sophie for London recommendations slide into your DMs they're always nice to wake up to <laughs> they are and they're always so nice lovely emojis yeah thanks for sharing the compliments we just love love to hear them oh when you get them on a random day there's nothing better they really put a pep on my step like it makes me so happy and public display of appreciation woo! am I right ladies yes and if you haven't already, uh, we'd love if you could rate and review the party so people can find us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please uh, do that. Please do that. <laughs> Give us a message or a follow us on Instagram. I am at Soph underscore Lions. Clara is at Clazy Cabana. You'll see those in the episode description. Do send us a message if you want us to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. And dare to be different, darlings. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> P.S. Honeys. Hello again. Howdy. <laughs> Us little Easter bunnies. We're doing a, bit, a little bit of planning there. And next week's episode is going to be up a little late. We're busy doing bits with the Easter bunny. Mm-hmm. So we'll be up on Thursday. Holy Thursday, no less. <laughs> Holy Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> and we hope that's okay and then or we'll go on a little Easter break for the week after Easter and then we will be back to regularly scheduled programmings a little rest and relaxation girls never goes amiss yeah am we, I right we will be risen whoop oh <laughs> they, whoop, they oh. is risen they is risen she's risen have a good day darlings ta-ta uh, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 